time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. I want to see some of that whizbiz. This castle is Greetings, loyal listener. Welcome back to the WizBiz podcast with Alex and Eric, where we discuss Adventure Time, which is a children's cartoon, though we are grown-ups. My name is Eric. And I'm Reverend Alex. <laughs> Today we are discussing Adventure Time, Season 2, Episode 9, The Other Tarts, and 10, To Cut a Woman's Hair. Uh, personally, I really enjoyed both of these episodes. I, I don't, especially because they both had, um, they both revolved around things that I really enjoy. Uh, uh, episode nine is about, uh, sweets, candy, dessert, mm-hmm. which I always enjoy. And, uh, uh, episode 10 is about being bald and having hair envy, which is definitely not something that I've ever experienced. Although I am bald and I do enjoy other people's hair. Hmm. Uh, I thought you were going to say because you love weird, like, tree witches, and uh, you've got that weird thing where you're like, can only get erect when you cut people's hair. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to call that... You just are going to say that out loud on the internet, huh? <laughs> tonsorophilia. Tonsorophilia. Isn't it tonsor uh, a haircutist? I don't know. I'm going to type that in. Are you I'm... talking about a tonsure, which is the... Haircut that a monk has, where they're sort of like bald on top. Uh, no, that's la- it's Latin for haircutter. Is tonsor oh, okay? That must be where tonsor comes from. Well, well, who knows more about Latin now? Mister makes fun <laughs> of me because I forgot the plurals. Didn't you go to public school in the East Coast? I did. Then I assume you know more Latin than I do. I went to Oregon public schools, which. All right. To be fair, I did go to I did go to public school in the East Coast, but I took one year of Latin. And I didn't do very well at it. And then I took French. Well, to be fair, I've taken zero years of Latin and zero years of French. All of my Latin is self-taught. Yes, but you taught that as an adult. So it's more fresh in your memory. It was still 20-some years ago, probably. What year is it? I don't know. Ego some tone sore. (laughs) Wow. I am a haircut. (laughs) Uh, Here's... Oh... Uh, I'm pretty sure the church would burn you at a state at the stake for pronouncing Latin that way. <laughs> well, that's it's T O N S O R. That's tonsor. Right, but the the rest of it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's just more like fun. Yeah. Uh huh. That was. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ego sum tonsor. <laughs> that's much better. <laughs> yeah, much yeah. better. Okay, okay. Now on to the episode. No, we need to talk about something else first. Okay, okay. Oh, right. Do we have an update on our special case? Oh, that wasn't what I was thinking, but yes, we can talk about that. Okay. Uh, update. Still haven't found BMO. BMO's still missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've searched everywhere high and low in the apartment. Uh, it's it, He's gone. He's He disappeared. So I was talking to my therapist. What does your therapist have to... Did your therapist steal BMO? Oh, I didn't actually ask him. But you he's mean, never been in my apartment, so I... You don't know that for sure. I mean, technically. It's like that episode of Cheers where uh, Cliff goes on Jeopardy. And it's like, who are three people that have never been in my kitchen? Like, yeah, technically, it's possible that my therapist has been in my apartment. It's uh, the odds are pretty goddamn long. Um, <laughs> I was like, so I was telling him about it, just like kind of as, as an aside of like, dude, my prayer ring returned. And then like the universe took Bebo from me as some kind of weird uh, recompense or whatever. And I'm like, can you think of like other things I would have done? I'm like the other, I'm down to, uh, I got way drunk and threw it out for some reason or sleepwalking. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't, he's like, that, just, that doesn't seem reasonable. Either of those doesn't seem like something you would do. I'm like, yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, I've, I've called in professional help. Uh, oh. of, well, no, I just talked to my therapist. Oh. And uh, yeah, he doesn't know either. So, you know, speaking of professional help, one thing we could try is we could uh, appeal to uh, uh, some divination tools. Um, in particular, oh, yeah. uh, I think both geomancy and astrology are sometimes used for finding lost objects. So we should actually 
find. I, I I'll uh, I'll check. I'll okay. see if I can find you. You look in that. This is also. Let's call to uh, the audience out there uh, at Wizbiz Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you know anybody that's like psychic or can find objects like that, you know, that's in that spectrum of lost object finding. If you want to send out the vibe of like, where did Alex's BMO go and see if you can't like locate it somehow, I'd be really appreciative. Also, or, or if you have a guess, just tweet at us mm-hmm. and yeah. Alex will go check. Yeah. A guess would be great. And then following up on that, if, if you just want to buy me a new BMO and send it to me, <laughs> that'd be cool too. Uh, also, if you are Alex's therapist, please bring BMO back. Alex will keep going to therapy sessions even if BMO is here. It's not like BMO is a better therapist than you. I should have asked him because I didn't, you know, I I thought it was like implied that, you know, the, the, the therapist patient, the agreement that we have would, would al- disallow him from coming to my apartment when I wasn't here and stealing my toy Bimo. But technically, yeah, I didn't I didn't ask him specifically. All right. Well, just put that on your list of therapy questions next time uh, with your therapist. Mm-hmm. You got to find out. I'm going to put it under um, – uh, I'm going to put it under um, – let's see. Outlandish theories yeah, for uh, Bimo's location. Dad, comma, hate. Uh, <laughs> face, comma, hate. World, comma, hate. Uh, and then – Emo look. Okay, got it. All okay, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the? Oh, so you know the other thing I was thinking of. Remember how uh, just before we started recording, when you brought that enormous bowl of cocaine over the table for us to share, mm-hmm. oh, we I were remember. talking about visiting alternate universes. What if Bimo's on like a tour? Yeah. So uh, Bimo is an artist. Uh, that's such a bad joke. <laughs> a tour. Uh, <laughs> That's that's two podcast recordings in a row that I said something like that actually hurt my feelings that my brain said that out loud. <laughs> I, I, I had a whopper on John and Alex stuff. I won't tell the audience about it. Listen, John and okay. Alex stuff. Yeah, listen, me. It, yeah. Um, well, that okay. So that is one of the theories of missing object phenomenon is that it does slip into the universe next door. Yeah, I've and heard it's just that there theory for a while. too. Uh, maybe it, apparently, know? that's where socks go. Yeah, earrings, car keys. But I. I want Bimo back. But I also, but here's the thing though. I don't want to give up my prayer ring that came back. Like, I don't, I like, I was, I don't know if I can propose a trade to the universe. Maybe that, like, something else will vanish. Yeah. I just is want to make sure something else that is super meaningful to you where you'd be like, oh no, where did this thing go? And why is Bimo in this spot? I would say no, but there's, no, there's some stuff. Like I have, I have, you know, uh, keepsakes and things that like, but let's say um, my copy of Trivial Pursuit I'm looking at in my, in my closet. Is Bimo sitting on it? No, but if that disappeared and then like Bimo was there, yeah, I'd be like, cool, easy trade. Uh, this bit of amethyst on the table. Uh, oh, amethyst, huh? Uh, so am I mispronouncing that? Yep. Oh, how are you supposed to say it? Amethyst. Wait, you say it. Amethyst. Oh, I'm th- I'm throwing an N in there, huh? Am- I'm saying amna, uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's amethyst. Uh huh. I thought it was amethyst. No, it's not. Oh, not no even. Am- it's not like aluminium. It's no, no. I I'm I can accept being wrong. I just, I thought that's how you said it. No. My bad. Oh, well. Yeah. No, I wasn't, there's no like claim towards, oh no, that's an alternate way of saying it. I just, <laughs> I, just I just added a weird syllable in the middle. Um, what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah. So it can take the, uh, and the thing the temporal mirror, uh, this, this candle, uh-huh. this tissue. I don't think it'll take the tissue. Um, this is actually kind of, this was the rock I was holding when I did that like eight hour mushroom trip with that lady. So I don't want that. That was like somewhat. But that seems like a suitably significant piece to trade. Yeah, I know. But I like, well, uh, here, here's a miniature I painted, painted at John's house. Okay. I mean, when that's I was having cool. like a big anxiety. No, but I was having a massive anxiety attack. And that was and John the- was nice enough to like go to his house. Let me go to his house and like paint a sit miniature. there and paint a miniature. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that, that probably has some like sentimental value. So, so any of those things, many of those things, it, it, I think it has to be sentimental enough. If Bimo's going to come back, one of those things has to be. Yeah. Crazy. I don't, I, 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 I just, my, my weird Himalayan salt trip rock. I, I would feel a little weird if that disappeared. I guess I guess the the painted miniature because you know I I have hours of do you recording think possi- with John. Do you, do you think that there is a a limit to the number of knickknacks you're allowed to have, and that you you went one over the limit, and something just had to get bumped out of existence? It's a really good theory, mm-hmm. but I didn't buy anything new. I mean, I guess maybe there's a delay. But it doesn't. It no, I mean, to... no new knickknack has entered my life. Um, the prayer ring came back though. No, it came back, but one would assume. That for the prayer ring to come back, I would have to lose a knickknack for the 
prayer ring to fit the slot. So if there's, you know, if there's a 90 knickknack limit, uh-huh, uh-huh. the prayer ring coming back would kick that up to 91. Unless unless it was a simultaneous switch, which I, I actually hadn't thought of. I don't think it could have been, because I'm pretty sure BMO was here when you had the prayer ring. I think BMO disappeared after. It was like, I think it was just about concurrent. Man, this is so weird. Because I remember finding my prayer ring. Because that's why I put it. Because that's why I put it on the on the recording board. Right. Like, oh, that's weird. That my prayer ring. And where just, is it now? I don't know. No, it's. I think it's. It's either. It's either. It's either on my uh, desk over there or in the kitchen. Um, okay. What was the other thing that we had to talk about? The other thing we had to talk about was nothing. I was. We we're going to do the normal, like, hey, how's it going? Oh, uh, hey. But I think we've hey. basically we've done the preamble. Tarts. Now we can talk about. Yeah. Now we can talk about Winsbiz. Let's talk about tarts. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out that uh, there's more than one kind of tart in the world. There's like the ordinary, plain, flawed, boring tarts, mm-hmm. the kinds, the kind that we have access to. And then there are royal tarts, which are basically like the epitome of tart perfection that only Princess Bubblegum knows how to create in her secret underground tart lab. Yeah. And they are only consumed during the annual back rubbing ceremony, which takes place in a distant castle. Mm-hmm. I mean, same as our world. Yeah. Uh, uh, I loved the opening of this episode where they had that kind of like zoom in through through space and you're coming up on that big weird disc. It made me think of Akira. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the disc turned around and it's a tart. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't become like weird, like Lynchian body horror. No, at I was expecting anything at that point. I was like, oh, no, what are we doing? Um, so here's here's some thoughts I had from this episode. Uh, well, overall, let me let me get to this point because audience at home, if you haven't watched this, these episodes, there is a couple of spots where it feels like Finn is off model. Yeah. Like so, the one I noticed was when he puts the um, the holographic pendant in his in his hat. Uh huh. He's more pill shaped. He's rounder and thicker. He's like a thick boy. Huh. It's weird, and it, but it happens again in the next episode. Well, he's in the desert. Maybe he's retaining water. It's very no wait. I think that's. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's magical land. But um, the next episode is like that, too. So it's like, do they have different artists and things just started to get wonky? It just jumped out at me. Huh. Uh, so if anybody out there hasn't watched these and are going to watch it afterwards for some reason, pay attention to Finn being slightly off model a couple times because it's, it's it's weird. <laughs> so one of the th- uh, this episode um, has lots and lots of alliteration and sort of you know, patterns, the, the, the Royal tart toter and the tartorium. And there's lots of tart. Yes. Uh, related words that I, I, I really liked the way they did that. There's um, most, there's both consonants and assonance. There are. Uh, and I also like how the, the Royal tart toter is described as mad and old. Mm. His appearance at the end of the episode is, is a beautiful, beautiful is, bit of like animation. Um, and another thing that's interesting about this episode is it shows a map, right? Like there's a map of ooh that shows like the Candy Kingdom and stuff. I didn't pause it to take like a look at the map, but uh, that was I think that might be like the first map we really see of that's, ooh. That's what I thought. Too. Well, let's wait, Eric. Say some stuff. While I look up map of ooh. Yodel. No, I mean say like real words. Well, uh, that was a real word. That was a yodel. Uh, so in 1814, I took a little trip um, along the Mississippi. Wait, down to Louisiana along the mighty Mississippi. I took a little bacon and I took a little beans and I met the bloody British at the town of New Orleans. There's nothing interesting on this map. Nothing? So there's the Candy Kingdom. There's Finn's Treehouse. The Ice Kingdom's north of there. Grasslands. Spooky Forest is to our east. The Desertlands is south of the Treehouse. Mm -hmm. The Haunted Swamp. The Hmm. Badlands, which is south. Uh, the Kingdom of Fire, uh, Southwest, and pretty much that's it. Well, that's a lot of. There's no slime. I do not see the but it's slime got, kingdom. That's got the Candy Kingdom, the Fire Kingdom, and the Ice Kingdom. Well, there's so the swamps that way. So one would think uh, that's where the slimes are, because swamps swamps be slimy. Swamps are slimy for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a. Oh, I can't read what that says. Uh, You're not in the microphone anymore. They can still hear me. There's something <laughs> candy. Oh, I can't read what it says. Uh-oh. Ah, oh, that's annoying. 
it's a something candy mountains, I think, is is above the candy kingdom. Oh. There's a word for it, but I can't I can't read what that says. This is not a very high res image I'm looking at. Uh <laughs> Well, it was kind of cool to see a map uh, at all. Like, I feel like there isn't really, there you don't really get a chance to see a map of Ooh until like much, much, much later in the series. So that was kind of neat. Um, yeah, overall, one of the things that uh, really struck me about this episode was it's another episode where Princess Bubblegum gives Finn and Jake a task and they royally fuck it up. Hmm. Yes. Remember, we've seen this happen over and over. No, again. no. I- what my, my my thought was, though, is did they fuck it up? Well, or did she do it purposefully? She did it purposely knowing Finn and Jake's nature. Yeah. And, um... So, yeah, I guess they did fuck it up, but they, like, they did it in the proper way. They fucked up, they fucked up properly. They fucked up properly. Yeah. Predictably uh, Princess fucked Bubble, up. Yeah, <laughs> Princess, Princess Bubblegum was ready for them to fuck up this time. So when they did fuck up, uh, they actually followed Princess Bubblegum's plan. So she's getting smarter... And she's getting better at handling Finn and Jake. Yes. Uh, and they aren't improving a whole lot. In fact, they make so many stupid errors. I, so here's the thing. I get that it went wrong, but Finn's plan is actually kind of a good one. If she had explained that the road to the the Tart Festival was an enclosed, it wasn't a road, it was an enclosed she uh, did skywalk. Explain. She said it was incredibly safe and super secure. And guarded. Yeah, yeah, But you've seen their guards. They're fucking bananas. They're That's idiots. That's true. That's true. If she said, no, it's an enclosed thing. There's no way to get jumped. It, this is a this is a hermetically sealed, like, Last of Us style. Uh, you, you're protected from all things. Candy fungus. Candy cordyceps. You can just walk there with Ellie. You're, you're fine. If she said that, they, they would get it. But, like, they're like, oh, no, it's just a road. So Finn would say, well, everybody knows that road, so they're going to stalk it out. Right. They're going to stake it out. So I'm going to go down the dangerous road. But it's not going to be dangerous today because all the criminals are going to be trying to get that sweet, sweet tart. It turns out the criminals, only only the butterfly even cared about the tarts. Yeah. Because the first, the, the hobos that they came across, one of whom looked like a mo to me. Like a mo? Yeah. You know, like BMO. One of them was a video game machine. Like Hey, you. No, you know, BMO. Like poking the eyes. You remember later on? Yeah, like, yeah, Larry and Curly. Yeah. Oh, God. Shemp? Curly no, no. Joe Besser? No, not those Moes. Oh, okay. No, no. You know, like the robots. Moes. Yeah, I never heard of them. Okay. Well, one of them totally looked like that to me. Yeah, it was like a like a 1970s Texas instrument Mo. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a, what, that's BMO. So that's got to be like a, I don't know, alpha mo, <laughs> like Maybe, yeah. you know, some some letters before they started iterating into the English alphabet. Right. But it, so one of the funniest lines of this is uh, that that back and forth where he said, "Oh, I smell a campfire." Does it smell like a tart thief's campfire? <laughs> it's like, no, no, those are dirty, dirty uh, tart thieves. Jake's response is, "I think they're just dirty hobos." <laughs> oh man, I love I love a hobo joke. That is that is something near and dear to my heart. And how do you tell the difference between a hobo and a tart thief? I mean, I assume. You know. Oh, I think it's the shape of their bindle. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. I always forget about the, you know, the, the left lump. Yeah. So you want to yeah. look for the, the 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 tart-shaped bindle, or at least you know slightly larger than tart that could easily slot a tart into it. Sure. Is where your is your first look, and then also check for like any kind of identifying marks, such as like uh, crumbs on their shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. or uh, or uh, fruit on their fingers. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like like they've got like almost like Zamuda-like stains around their mouth. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it, but it's from tarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the tart stains are a dead giveaway. Yes, and the, then so, also sometimes there is the rattle of tart pans. Yes, that accompanies them. So that's I mean those are some of the best ways if you're ever on a lonely road at night yeah. to figure out if someone's going to jump you for your tarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Although if you're not carrying royal tarts, you probably don't have to worry. Yeah, but they don't know that. They could just jump you, and then next thing you know, your liver's gone. You wake up and it says, <laughs> "Welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS," and you're on your door. What? Do you remember that stupid urban legend? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so dirty hobos. But um, okay, they also go into a cave. Now, this is where I, admittedly, I love the cave. <laughs> admittedly, bad idea on their part. I get the going down the unexpected road. Smart. But that cave's not going to get you anywhere. You're no. just going in a cave. Why are you going in a cave? <laughs> Jake, did you, just, did you just sniff my butt? He's like, what, like right now? 
Yeah. <laughs> just lick, lick my arm. Um, oh, I can't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I'm going to come up with this. No. Shit. I'm trying to make a dumb Plato's cave joke that, like, when... <laughs> When they turned, the, when they when they struck the match, they realized that the outside world was all fake. I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense going that through. <laughs> but yeah. the, all that's good. What got. were those creatures? What were those creatures that they saw? They look. Uh, I'm gonna guess like uh, like some kind of uh, evil elf, uh, Morlock, maybe? maybe. Oh yeah, maybe they were Morlocks or some yeah. sort of weird cave human descendant thing that they actually reminded me of. Have you ever seen Disenchant? Oh yeah, yeah. The one, the one from the Simpsons guy. Yeah, disenchantment. Disenchantment. It's or not disenchanted. I don't know. That's I couldn't. I, the, the suffix is 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 eluding me. Um, but they've got those uh, underground gnomes. Yeah, the that's underground what it, elves. Yeah, 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 that's what it reminded me of. Uh, the underground elves from uh, Disenchant. Yeah, they were <laughs> creepy. Uh, it, but it was like such it. a such a great scene. You know, where they light the match and immediately they're like ah, the match goes yeah. out. And you ever heard of the Wool Pit children? The Wool Pit. Children. Children. I've heard of children. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, these are specific ones that you oh. have to refer to. But uh, uh, it's a it's an old urban legendy thing uh-huh. from the 1500s, whatever, uh, 1700s. And is it, so Wool Pit, like... Like it's a town called Wool Pit. Okay. Um, they, there's these two kids wander into a, a, a village... And this is told as a real story, like all the time that, uh, and paranormal people go nuts for it, but they are green of skin uh-huh. and they don't speak any language anybody knows. Ah. So then eventually they said they're, I mean, they say they're from Woolpit, but anyway, they say where they're from. Uh, and it's like this underground civilization and like, there's all these crazy stories spin out from it, but are they uh, like Darrow. Y- yeah, but it's, but this is, uh, Europe. So there's probably European Darrow. Oh, there's gotta be. Yeah, there's probably there's probably a fucking uh, train system that connects the two. Oh, but sure. uh, yeah, the, and they only ate uh, they only ate like mushrooms or vegetables or something like there's a weird diet. But one died and then uh, the one lives and and uh, eventually learns English and tells the story of where they're from or whatever. But uh, th- this is just like oh, I wonder if that's the that's the that's the cave they came from. Yeah, it's the 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 green children of Woolpit, the Woolpit children. It's easy enough to Google people at home, or maybe there'll be a link in the show notes. There won't be. Uh. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I'm not going to remember. Well, I enjoyed writing the show notes for for the for our season opener, and it was fun. Yeah, they were great looking show notes. They, they were beautiful. They were very good show notes. Yes, they were, they were fine. Well, to be fair, oh wait, no, no, you're a professional too. Forget it. Although I was, was going to say, I I'm the, between the two of us, I'm the one that has written professional notes because I've gotten paid for podcasting. And I, I realize, yeah, you get paid for podcasting too. Yeah, so yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? No, I just I, I forgot about Patreon for a second. I was thinking back because uh, Stitcher gave us money. For, oh, that's yeah, inexplicably that's right. that's gave right. us money. <laughs> All right, so uh, Finn and Jake do make it to the distant castle where the annual back rubbing ceremony is happening. Luckily, we don't have to see uh, the back rubs, which I think would have been awkward. Um, but it turns out be into it. Uh, Cinnamon Bun had gotten there already. Yeah. And he didn't have the poison tarts. Finn and Jake were <laughs> gave the poison tarts to the tart thieves. Yes. So they're all screwed. Yeah, that was um, that was kind of incompetent on their part, but it worked out in the end. Yeah. It makes me think that maybe uh, Princess Bubblegum gave them... Uh, the po- gave them poisoned tarts and the stuff in the green bottle was the antidote. And so they poured the antidote all over mm. cinnamon buns tarts. Yeah. Maybe the antidote is delicious. So that like helps. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. I'm fine with that. So, yeah. I mean, uh, after all the back rubs, there's a happy ending, which is, which is terrific. Until oh no. Double the tart toter shows up. Yeah. That old tart toter. <laughs> oh man. And he is so great. I mean, he looks so terrifying and he has this beautiful, weird, like, almost surreal little speech that sort of ends with him floating backwards into the cosmic void that yeah, the yeah. episode started in. I, it's it's such a brilliant it's such I, a I, weird, I loved it. It's such a weird speech because like the cosmic delusion of tautness makes me fall backwards and forever onwards into the world of the dark void. You're like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, <laughs> the, it's, it's definitely worth like memorizing this speech. You could use it uh, to get yourself kicked out of almost any... Did you write venue. it down? No, I only wrote down the last line. What was that? Which is, I'll still be here tomorrow to high-five you yesterday, Oh, yeah. Friend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and LSP <laughs> is there for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, this episode was um, 
It was fun. It wasn't a masterpiece, but it was pretty fun. It's a fun, it's a fun solo episode. My main disappointment, and this is a hundred percent on me, nothing to do with the show, is I thought this was going to be the one with the little kitty assassin. Cause uh, Mimo? Yeah. Aren't they, isn't that like a tart based episode? Isn't there some kind of, uh, there's fruit, there's wild berry princess, but wasn't she making tarts? Possibly, but that's way in the future. No, no, but I, I don't remember. I watched this show. The times I've watched the show were in, Big, huge books. I'm just saying it's not. It wasn't a email episode. Oh no, no, I know, but I was like kind of disappointed because I'm like, oh man, I'm so, I'm so in the mood to watch that one. But I like because I've watched it. Like my my Adventure Time watching is like the entire show within two weeks. So yeah. the boundaries between seasons are very thin. Like unless <laughs> unless it's a lore episode, uh-huh. uh, then I, then I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of know it's you know the X number of seasons. I mean, Mimo's kind of important. Yeah, but it's not like, you know, he Finn meets his dad or right, like, you right. know, or something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I only have one piece of trivia for this episode. Is it a little boy with powers and he wants to be the pirate king? A different one piece. Sorry. Oh, please Jesus. go on. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I got the joke, which makes me feel even worse. That's really the heart of my comedy, <laughs> is to make people feel bad for getting it. Um. No, the the tart toter, the old tart toter, is played by uh, Stephen Root. Oh, is that Stephen Root? I knew yeah. I recognized that voice. Yeah, okay. he's he's a good actor. Um, I think the only thing that I've really watched him in is Barry. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. sure I've seen some of his other. Oh, stuff, well, he's but... been. Let's see, he was in uh, True Blood. Oh, I haven't seen uh, it. He was the stapler guy from Office Space. Uh, what? I think he was right. No, I thought that was him, isn't it? I don't think so. Stapler guy, Office Space. Yeah, it's Stephen Root. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what else is he? Been? Yeah, no, he's been in like a ton of great stuff. No, he's wonderful in Barry. Like, it, it, that's just the first one I've ever seen. Like, he does like a super hard mm-hmm. uh, dramatic performance. Oh, he was really good in a movie we watched for John Alex Hate stuff that you might like called The Empty Man. Ooh. Is that like an invisible man sort of thing? No. No, that's the hollow man. It's... With, I actually kind of like that movie too, but like in a in a very different way. This one is like uh, a monster that's also like a tulpa, like. It, but it, it, and the, but it's like the the I don't want to give too much away, but the movie just spins out of control and gets really in a very good way. And uh-huh. Stephen Root plays like a weird cult leader type. It's it's a it's really good. Oh, that uh, sounds good. In quotes, horror movie. All right, it's, I'll yeah. check it out. I think I think it's hard to um, stream, unfortunately, but maybe it's available now. Hey, Alex. Mm. Hey, Alex. You know, um, I think you uh, might have uh, dropped your bag of shiny rocks. Oh, did I? Yeah. 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 So uh, if you're just now tuning into our show, uh, every episode we have a segment where Alex shares a shiny rock he found. And the shiny rocks are like, you know, weird words. Yeah, generally weird words. So um, we have a new segment. Are are we going to – I think we should should name it the the Steph Quick Shiny Rock uh, Pop Quiz. Who is that now? Yes, exactly. Pop? No, no. Staff? 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 Quack? Staff? Oh, staff infection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's, yeah, she used to come on the Alex house all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give her credit because she went through and and listed listed every single episode and and figured out what then made a list of our shiny rocks. Let me, let me be clear here. I'm very appreciative. Yes, thank you, Steph. uh, Of Miss Steph Quack. To go through the episodes and and write down all my shiny rocks. Yeah, because we referenced in a previous episode that uh, I we needed somebody. My to do shiny it. rock thing has nothing to do with me being smart. It's just shit I ran into on the internet, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to forget most of them, which became a challenge. Of uh, of is that oh is that your whole list? I I'm we I'm going to tell you the rules here. All okay, right? all right. Be patient. Be patient. Oh no, I just looked over and there's like five things. Um, <laughs> The only thing I wish was that Steph Quake would have hit fast forward like 30 seconds until they got to the segment because I feel bad that she listened to fucking 17 <laughs> episodes of the show just to get to that one section. Like, maybe, oh, shit. maybe she listens to him on double time. That'd be fine. Yeah, that'd be fine. Because I'm like, I was I was all right with like somebody doing a bit of the legwork. But like when that legwork turned into fucking 17 hours, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is, oh, I kind of feel bad. So th- extra thank you, uh, Steph Quick. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Wandering Britches, spelled in a way that I don't know. I know there's a Z at the end. And there's no G. Yeah. I think. So basically just 
It has something to do with pants. Look at look at our look at my timeline and just find the person that says my name a whole bunch. That's Steph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So so I only picked. Uh, there are only five uh, words uh, or phrases on the list well, on the list for this quiz. Okay. All right. So oh, so you you want to you want to piecemeal this out? Yeah, I'm going to do this more than once. All right, so here's here's uh, here are the rules. All right, uh, there's no guarantee that all of them are shiny rocks that you brought. Okay, and one of the words on the list uh, was not a shiny rock, so it is a new shiny rock for this episode. Okay. However, I did not write down the definitions for any of these shiny rocks, so anything that you don't know, we're going to have to um, probably look up. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. Word number one. Wait. Do you want to? Do you want to have to spell these or use them in sentences? I don't want to spell them. I'm a horrific speller. So, okay, yeah. but you will have to use it in a sentence. Uh, sure. Okay. Word number one is panglossian. Oh, here's the annoying thing: is I remember where it's from, um, <laughs> and I don't remember what it means. You can tell us where. It's, it's, uh, so it's work from, your way through it. Let's, it's, see, let's hear it's the stock from, process. It's from Voltaire's Candide. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character called Pangloss. Do you know anybody who's read that book? Uh, you. How many times have I read it? Like a whole bunch. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, um, Panglossian is... Oh, it's annoying. I'd, I'd be less annoyed if I didn't remember the Candide thing, because here's the thing is I've read Candide too. Um, <laughs> is it is it like being um, overly optimistic? Yes, yes. Uh, Dr. Pangloss is famous for saying okay, yeah, yeah. that we live in the best of all possible That's worlds. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, Alex is, ra- is almost rarely in a Panglossian uh, frame of mind. It's a <laughs> sentence. Uh, all right. Now, is that... Uh, okay, so I have several questions for you. So you, you should you should uh, say these when you hear the words. Like, first of all, is that a word... Is that a shiny rock that you brought to the episode? I, that was a shiny rock I brought to the episode and you knew because uh, you like Candide. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Word number two, which is a phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hapax legomenon. Oh, uh, it is a word that is only used once in a text. I did bring that to the show. Um, Wait, I thought I brought that one to the show. No, I did. You knew it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, that's going to be a hard one to do. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, the, the word Leviathan shows up once in the Bible, making it a hapax legomenon. Legomenon. I know. I know Leviathans <laughs> more than once. I just I, I don't I don't know an example of of uh, yeah of yeah. One. I can't remember. Yeah. The Bible has a few of them. Okay. Word number three, desticate. Desticate. Oh boy, uh, desticate. Um. Oh bother. Uh. Uh. Desticate. Des D S T I C A T E. Desticate. I'm gonna say that is not a word I brought to the show, and I don't know the definition. Uh, you are correct in both counts. Okay. okay. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, I do not remember the de- the uh, definition. I didn't write it down. Okay. Now but... that's that's laziness. Well, <laughs> I knew it uh, an hour ago. I just forgot. No, but oh, actually, that kind of proves the segment that I'm not just a fucking <laughs> dummy. Oh, desiccate is to cry like a rat. Oh, that's right. To cry like a rat. Yeah. It comes from the Henry Cockerham English Dictionary, spelled A R I E, from 1623. Uh, can you use it in a sentence now? Uh, uh, Eric was. Oh, wait, is it? Oh, I've got a sentence. Eric desiccated when I kicked him in the ghoulies. Oh, man, you could go better than that. You could do something like, that stool pigeon desiccated when the cops uh, nailed him. Desiccated. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Word number... Wait, wait, wait. Do you think cry like a rat means... I don't know. Rat in the comments? I thought you meant cry like a rat, like like squeal, like like step on a rat noise. I don't know. I didn't make I can't the word ima- up. I can't imagine the, way the the term rat meant an informant back in sixteen, whatever. Why not? Because it feels that feels like a modern thing. I feel like that's like a like a nineteen twenties. Oh God, fine. I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm not. I I just heard this word for the first time thirty seconds ago. I'm well, not claiming you know any knowledge. I here. just looked it up. I just. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know. I don't know. But that's a good question. I think I think we know how to improve this segment for next time. <laughs> uh, all right. Word number four. Okay. Suspiration. Suspiration is uh, when you exhale in like kind of uh, a sigh of weariness. Like, uh, is a suspiration. 
And I brought to the show. You uh, did. Yes. You did. And I know that I know that one very well. That's actually a pretty recent one, actually, too. Yeah. Uh, so is Panglossian. Panglossian. I think Panglossian, Panglossian was really recent. I just yeah. I I I knew all the. Oh, I actually got it right. So fuck that. I'm not giving excuses. <laughs> Word number five is also a phrase. Mono no aware. Mono no aware means. Uh, <laughs> I remember it's something depressing. It was from that list. I brought it to the, one. I brought it to the show. Uh-huh. It was in that list of depressing words that have a hard time being translated into English. Uh huh. Um, and it means, um, ah, crap. I know all the background to it. I know I'm right about all that. Um, Manano Oare is something to do with feeling lonely. Yeah, I think it's some sort of lonely. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I have to look this up. Yeah. yeah. Manono Oare. That's three words. Manono Oare. Uh, the pathos of things and empathy towards things. Oh yeah, that's right. A sensitivity towards ephemera, like fleeting things and feeling uh, an empathy towards them. Mono no aware. Mono no aware. Uh, well, you did pretty good. Um, I think I did pretty well. I think you did Face. pretty good. <laughs> well, I was just correcting your grammar. I know. No, I was, that was that was well well done. Well done. No, um, I think it was good lead on. <laughs> Now I'm correcting your grammar poorly. You know what? It was goodly done. (laughs) Thank you. It was goodly done. Um, You picked out the word that wasn't one of yours. Desticate. Which made me desticate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I I already forgot what desticate means. Cry like a rat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, literally immediately forgot it. That's a good word, too. Like, if I'd run into that, I would have brought that as a shiny rock. Oh, man. Uh, Well, I won't tell you where I found it. (laughs) Uh, Was it like a... I'm Humphrey, not telling you. Humphrey I won't. Bogart movie. I won't tell you. I will not desticate the location. Wait, that wasn't Humper. Who was the guy that's you dirty rat? Like from back in the, the you like, dirty rat like back in the 30s. Uh, oh man, was it? Uh, are you thinking of Edward Robinson? Oh, I might thinking, be. Uh, Let's just go with Edward Robinson. Okay. Okay. So you know, Alex, I can tell what you're thinking about right now. Can you? Yeah, you're thinking about kissing Princess Bubblegum right on the mouth. Yeah, it's a bullshit guess though, because I'm always thinking that. <laughs> So like that's that's not you're like what, hey I, I know what, what you you're think, doing right now breathing what do you having think, a heartbeat. Uh, do you think Princess Bubblegum wears uh, flavored lip gloss that is not bubblegum flavored? Yeah, it's so like, she wears it, like, it's like broccoli or, or like, like sashimi. Steak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's got a horseradish uh, lip lip gloss. Maybe she has a lip flavored lip gloss so that she tastes. Oh like yeah, a she human. tastes. Like, yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good question. So um, she is sentient bubblegum. Mm-hmm. What do you think's going on in in her mouth and reproductive organs? You know, this episode asks that question in a way. Yeah. Because she eats a lot of spaghetti. Yeah. This episode. Like a lot. Where does it go? Oh, yeah, digestive. I didn't even think about digestive. She says that she likes it. Yeah. So she's got taste buds? But my thought was that if you want to grow molds, bacteria, fungi... Sugar is a great place for it to grow. That is a great like substrate to grow on. Yeah, and, and I, she's made almost all of sugar. Yeah. So like the UTIs she must get have to be fucking intense. If she if she urinates. Well, I mean if she eats if she eats spaghetti. You would assume you think, she can also drink. Gonna, I think we've seen her drink before. And we've seen her eat the tart. Yeah. I mean she ate last, last episode too. So my guess is that she's sort of like, um, oh, she's sort of like uh, an android or something where she's got some sort of cavity in there. And then every once in a while she has to open it up and splurge all the chewed food. I out. like this theory, but I, I think I've come up with a with a better one because it answers okay. a question I have later. And I'll, I'll pose it now. When Finn does finally succeed in getting some of her hair. Yeah. One assumes that she would grow younger. Because later in the show, it's revealed that when she loses mass, she also loses age. Right, right, okay. right. So here's my thought. Okay. She turns all food into sugars and absorbs it into herself. And- Thus becoming old and huge. But she's essentially like a cutter. So she just hacks pieces of herself off to stay at the same age. So instead oh. of pooping, she's like she's like uh, doing self-harm. Oh, no. I, I, have a, I have an expansion on this oh, theory. Oh, please. Okay. So the parts of herself that she cuts off are- the little bits of sentience that get infused into the candy people. Love it. But that's why they're all so stupid. They're only getting little tiny parts of Princess yeah. Bubblegum. And yeah, so essentially they're poop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, love it. Okay. Yeah. I think we solved right. it. Yeah. 
Mystery solved. Adventure hey, time. Speaking of digestion, over. this episode opens with Finn uh, chewing up food and spitting it to Baby Bird's mouth because which Mama is, Bird has a Band-Aid on her beak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is so gross and so hilarious. But it it's really also, is. it's such a heroic thing. It's such a thing that a hero would do. Like, it's a really good thing for Finn. You know, he he should be helping out the Woodland Critters. Yeah, but let's... All right, I didn't want to start this. I was going to save it for a later episode. Okay, but okay. I'm, putting, I'm putting it out there right now. If that is true, uh-huh. then both Finn and Jake should be vegetarians. Okay, now... If there's a sanctity to animal life that is sentient and talking. We've seen them both eat meat. They should both be vegetarians. But what we discover later on is almost everything in Adventure Time can be sentient. Don't you remember the sentient sandwich? Yeah, but there. Uh, other than the bread, those were all animal products. Uh, nope, that's not true. Well, the, there was eggs. Oh, there was a tomato. There's tomatoes. Yeah. There's there's every there's all sorts of stuff. Like, uh, even the pepper is has sentient. I think, I think pepper's an animal, though, right? No. You sure? I'm pretty sure. I think pepper's an animal. No, no, pepper's not an animal. I thought it was like you're thinking of Pepper Potts, who's a fictional character. No, I was thinking of deer poop. I always just thought that deer poop was peppers. Okay, but deer poop isn't sentient. Yeah, but it comes from a sentient thing. It comes from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow. We've met sentient deer in the show, or we, yeah, we will eventually. Yeah, yeah, oh, God, the creepy... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nobody likes to think about that. Yeah, part. no, no. So, okay, that, that's fine. That's that's a fine... That's. I mean, really, maybe maybe everybody should just starve to death on ooh because it's, like, it's basically cannibalism. And just a couple episodes ago, uh, uh, Finn and Jake made a joke about going off to eat um, cinnamon bun. Yeah, but he's a candy, so that's like... But he's still sentient. That's fine, but candy is... And we just determined that his sentient comes from PB's poop. Yeah, no, I'm fine. No, but I'm saying you should. You, we can kill and eat PB. That's fine. The idea is that candy are, is... <laughs> you can eat PB. PB's made out of bubble gum. Candy serves no other function uh-huh. than to be eaten. Cows do. What's the other function that cows serve? Hanging out in a field, eating grass. Well, the candy is hanging out in a field doing candy stuff in this in Adventure Time. Nonsense. In Ooh. Wait a second. I, this also brings up another idea. Let's say I um, I slip Princess Bubblegum on Mickey. A, a sentient Mickey. Of course. Yes. <laughs> I slip Princess Bubblegum on Mickey. Oh, oh yeah. he's doing it. I'm doing the thing. I'm, I'm spinning my beer can. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I told Eric about the spinning the beer can to keep it from being foamy was from Better you Call Saul. Yes. No. It was in my kitchen. Oh, yeah, well, I'm doing it. You only need to do it three times. Well, I've done it how many times do you think? This is probably like a dozen. Yeah. Will it get foamy again if I spin it too many times? I don't know. Let's hope I hit, hit it peak, not foam. No foam. Beautiful. So, if if I slip Princess Bubblegum a roofie, that lasts, let's say, an hour before she wakes back up. A candy roofie. Candy roofie. Then I, then I eat her whole. Do you think that she could explode out of my stomach? Like that theory of Ant-Man going up Thanos' butt and then growing really big? Oh, absolutely. I absolutely think she could. And here's why. You're not going to be able to digest Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. Because also, I think I just found a new fetish. <sighs> I walked right into that one. It's hard to avoid it with me. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the tree witch. Yeah, I don't know. I'm done. I already, I already, I already made a, already made a, a bubble cup princess in my tummy joke. You take this, you take this one through the finish oh, line. God. <laughs> um, oh, God. Like, oh, man. But this is this episode has, has, has one of our uh, favorite themes in it, which is... Um, Ugly people are evil. No, I, that that's not it. But that's it, one of the themes in this episode. That is definitely one of the things <laughs> that they talk about, yeah. which is awful. But the other awful thing is uh, 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 princesses making sexual advances on a human boy. Yes. Yes, which happens a few times in this episode. Well, I will give a small little bit of leniency towards Muscle Princess. Uh-huh. Because my homeboy walks up to her house... And ask for a lock of her hair. That's like Renaissance poetry. It totally There's, is. She has like every, Cyrano de Bergerac should have been hiding yeah. in those bushes. She has every reason to believe that this is a, we're about to have a love match. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know how old she is. It's not established. It's not canonical. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume they're age appropriate, and she she's off the hook. However, 
Lumpy Space Princess. Creepy. I mean, as we know, there is there is an unfortunate incident between her and Finn later in the series. Uh, Yeah. And not only that, but like Lumpy, we also know that Lumpy Space Princess has a contagious bite. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, man, she's got she's got to be real careful given Dome. Given Dome. This is a slang that I do not want to learn about. Uh, Given Dome. Given Dome. You know, again, sloppy tops. Sloppy tops? I, I'm, I'm referring to fellatio. Fellatio. Why yeah. did you just say fellatio? Um, I don't know. Because it was funnier the way I said it. Given dome. Yeah. I don't need... Oh, God. All right. So, um, so anyhow, Finn and Jake uh, are... I feel like up- I'm a bad influence on you a little bit. No, I totally knew what you were talking okay. about. I was, okay. That was just... It was a bit. It was oh, a bit. All right, sure. Jeez. Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was what I was saying is, Tree Witch has a, has some cool superpowers. Yeah, she can grow into like a tree or a bush, probably. A shrub. Yeah, but I mean, when she first starts out, she's like a shrub, and she like explodes out of the shrub, yeah. and she's like, "Hey, you guys have to help me." <laughs> give me a give me a hand of peyote buttons and a ghillie suit. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You might have to give the peyote buttons to people around you. But... Oh, that's what they're for. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'll take one just because I want to get in the role. <laughs> so Tree Witch, I don't think she ever shows up again in the show, but she is a strange. I mean, it looks like she's made out of wood and twigs and stuff. Uh, um, with Tree Witch Adventure Time. Uh, no, I know she doesn't. Oh, did you look it up? I did. Okay, because I like I have a vague memory. Maybe there's another like kind of hideous hag creature later. Oh yeah, there is. There yeah, are yeah, there, yeah. there are other hideous. Yeah, and this is this is something that that Adventure Time definitely it bugs me a little bit that Adventure Time is like ugly people are evil. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean that's not always true. I mean, to my experience, the more attractive you are, the more likely you are to be evil. Yeah, usually it's the pretty people who are evil. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it's the uh, average-looking people who are the most likely to not be evil. I I think scientifically that's bullshit. Really? I think you don't understand statistics. I feel like I Average just... people would, of course, be the most likely to be evil because there's more of them. Right, but I'd say when you... So, like, you know, you've got, like... Let's say you have your bell curve of attractiveness, where you've got the ugly people on one side and the pretty people on the other side. Yeah. Maybe, like, 80% of the pretty people are evil. Okay. And maybe, like, 30% of the ugly people are evil. Okay. And all the people in the middle of the bell curve, it's, like, 5%. All right, yeah. You're saying, like, by, by like, by like ratio. But, I mean, by pure numbers. By the pure average, numbers. Yeah, but the average would also have the most good people as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, average definitely has the most good people. Yeah, as well as the most most evil. Well, yeah, yeah, by sheer numbers for sure. Yeah, but percentage wise, I'm not here for your communist st- statistics, all right? I'm an <laughs> I mean, American. <laughs> these are horrible statistics. I know we shouldn't even be saying these things out loud. Uh, the only statistics I care about is how many bullets in this here magazine. <laughs> well, hopefully a legal number. It's all legal around here, baby. It's America. <laughs> We have uh, declared the basement studio a uh, permanent autonomous zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're now we're now like with some of the sovereign citizen guys. Uh, <laughs> we spell our name in all capital letters, or is it all lowercase letters? I, I don't, don't remember. remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do both just to yeah. make sure. Uh, so, if, uh, if the, the, I love the response here, so this is not an implied. Uh, ugly people are evil. <laughs> she says she could be good. It's like, no, man, if she was good, she wouldn't be so ugly. Yeah. But at the same time, they do establish later on that she's ugly on the inside. Yeah, but you can't tell that from looking at her. Uh, that's true. That's she true. She could be an uggo with a heart of gold. But maybe Jake can tell because he's a dog and he's got some sort of sixth sense about that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Like those cats that can smell when like old people are about to die. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. maybe dogs can smell evil in Adventure Time. I mean, it's as good of a theory as I have. Which is? It's just all, you know, ugly people are evil. <laughs> it's just like, hey, look at you, uggo. You bring no, you know, weight to the society other than the one around your waist. So the problem that uh, the tree witch has is that she's bald. Yes. It's not like real baldness. She's got a wreath of Hippocrates, which is great. Like, that's the kind of baldness that I've got. There's nothing wrong with it. It's the kind of baldness that. Um, well, let's Pic- just stop here. Picard would have if he let his hair grow in. That's the only kind of baldness there is. No one's fully bald other than if you have alopecia. There are probably people who are fully bald. No, but like... What about Billy Zane? He shaves his head. Are you sure? What I, about what about The Rock? He shaves his head. What you about... Can, you can see stubble. What about um, 
Actually, the Rock's annoying because I think the Rock actually can grow hair. He just looks better because I, I saw him with stubble like all the way up to almost like the fo- you know the forehead area. What about uh, what about uh, the dude from the Fast and the Furious? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. He can grow his hair. I've seen pictures of it. No. Yes. Well, what about like? So I think when you say Michael Jordan, fully bald, it's, you're describing. What about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I know no information about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, he's really tall, so it's really difficult to see what's yeah. on top of his head. And after what happened with him on Gilgan's Island, I try not to think about him. <laughs> what? I think he showed up on Gilgan's Island one episode. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, there was a whole... Maybe Wait. it was in the te- maybe it was in the cartoon version. But no, they had like the Harlem Globetrotters went there. They had like a weird celebrity guests would show up on the island all the time. But was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar even playing when yeah, Gilligan's the, Island was on TV? Yeah, he was, was in like the 70s. That's true. So after Muscle Princess, uh, Finn tries to cut LSP's hair and she tries to hit on him. And then, um, boy, do I love this bit because I'm a goth kid at heart. Oh, no. Finn goes to the graveyard and digs up yes, the corpse. Yes, I love that. A beautiful princess. He, he comes to the, the gate of the graveyard and he's like, there must be a hairy princess in the graveyard. Oh, and then fucking corpse robbing Finn. Uh, I love it. Like, that's, what in the hell? Oh, that's my boy. I've never felt closer to him than I do at this moment. And he digs a beautiful princess and she's, <laughs> she's bald and just, hey Finn, thanks, and runs away, which brings up a whole series of questions of like, oh, are you just eternally stuck in a box forever? Like, Until oh, Finn digs you up? This is horrible. He should spend the rest of his life digging everybody up because they're stuck in eternal torment. But then he moves the bushes around the headstone and says, princess, beautiful princess died of baldness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Which is dangerous. I don't want to die of baldness. Well, here's the thing about you. Okay. Although bald on the top, uh-huh. you are rather hirsute oh, on, on, on the so, cheeks and chin. So I'm probably going to be okay. Because I feel like if you did a direct transfer, one-to-one face hair to the top of your head. I could have a mohawk. You would, no, no, more than a mohawk. You would have a full luscious head of hair. Ooh, that would be, that would be interesting. You know, it would be, it would be fun to have like a werebeard. Right. Where uh, maybe like on the full moon, all of mm. my beard hair just migrates to the top of my head. Yeah, I would like that in the opposite way for me because I can't grow my facial hair doesn't grow on the cheeks very well. I only have like a mustache and, and chin. So maybe stash. maybe yours would be a wear beard and mine would be a wear hair. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, we can both be werebeards. It's fine. I mean, it's okay, a transfer. Okay. You know, uh, but I think that'd be fun. Or what we could do is uh, it's like horrible surgeries on each other. Or, you know, it might be even easier. You could wear a fake beard and I could wear a toupee. All right. I guess I got that medical degree for nothing. Thanks, <laughs> jerk. Uh, but uh, the princess, the princess muscles, one of the things that's interesting about her is her name is backwards. Like she's not muscle princess. You know, every other princess, it's... Oh, no, no. I know the reason for this, though. Oh. Because uh, they started the princess naming convention near the ocean. Oh, so there so already mus- was a muscle princess. Was already, like she, she was friends with clam princess exactly. and oyster princess. A, the, the whole bivalve kingdom right. came before they got to the muscle kingdom. That makes sense because yeah. of evolution. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Okay, so princess muscles had to come after like, you know, stoat princess. Mm-hmm. Or no, pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even aardvark princess, like the whole uh, the whole animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Before they even got to like candies and and, and Yeah, and you had to have goo. princesses for everything. And before yeah. you started doing... Individual parts of animals. Lanternfish princess. Yeah. So like dong. So like, you know, it's princess dong, princess big toe, princess. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And we also forgot to mention that one of the tree which has powers is that she has a bottomless bottom. And that if Finn doesn't bring princess oh, hair right. back, Jake is going to be lost in the tree which is bottomless bottom. So Jake doesn't use his superpowers at all in this episode to get out of his problem. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. I think he's actually trying to teach Finn how to talk to ladies in this episode. I think that I think he's using this as an excuse. Or to part teach. of the witch's power set is that her bottom also like sucks up his magical energies. That seems really unlikely given what we learn about Jake's magical energies uh, near the end of the series. But what if she's a power bottom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, that was good. That was Thank good. You. you get a you get a point, an Alex point, an Alex. You're a, a, so uh, his point to Alex. Finn Finn realizes that uh, the only way he's going to get the hair is he's he's got to woo. He the has ladies. to woo. Yeah. So he takes Princess Bubblegum to a spaghetti dinner. 
And he totally, he's he's just rushing her along. Like, he's not even wooing. He's just sort of like, we have to go now. We have to go this. We have to do this really fast. And he, like, rushes her in there. He chops down a tree. He chops off two logs. To, it, it's it's amazing. It's so delightful. And Princess Bubblegum is into it. Yes. She's like, ooh, of course I and like she really likes Yeah. And she, and she really likes spaghetti. She really likes, like, she eats so much spaghetti. And then when Finn asks for her hair, she's like, oh, of course you can have some of my hair. Yes. So- I'm going to, audience at home, uh, if you followed me through the Alex cast, through John Alex Hate stuff, through this show, there's a line here that you're thinking, oh man, I can't wait for Alex to dig into this line. I'm just going to leave it right here. She says, please, please, princess, just stick it in your mouth. I'm not going to say a single fucking joke about that. Not a single joke. I'm going to leave it there. And all you at home, you can, all you whiz busy acts. Can 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 bad lib send it on Twitter. Say, Alex, this is the horrific juvenile joke you should have made right there. We've already had the bottomless bottom. Yeah. We've already had There's a reason I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there is a there is a certain quotient of how stupid I can be. Is and there? I feel like doing one more crosses the line between like, oh, this is this is amusingly annoying to ew, stop doing that. <laughs> I do want to I do want to mention a couple of uh, a couple of excellent lines, though. First, when uh, Princess Muscles tells Finn no, she's like, "Come back when you want to get serious about loving me." Yes. And then LSP, when Finn is running away from her, which I would too, mm. Uh, well, mm. she yells, "Get in touch with your feelings, babe." Yes. <laughs> which I was just like, "Oh, LSP." Uh, uh, She's a great character, but she's also a terrifying character. So this is some of the some of the disgusting lessons we learned in this episode about the, you know, ugly people are evil. Finn also wins the day by negging a person. Like 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 in like, you know, that, right. that pickup artist book. He yeah. negs the tree witch to the point that she's so sad that she lets that she lets Jake go. And yeah, then he turns is... it around and goes, Oh no, I can make you beautiful with my luscious hair. And we see the reveal of Finn's fantastic giant mane. Of... I think in a way Finn uh, comes across that idea at the end. He's like, Oh wait, does it have to be a princess's hair? Like yeah. the, the, he, he, he thinks about it afterwards because he's kind of an idiot. Or he read that book about negging a person and then complimenting them afterwards. That's so true. That's true. I, if yeah. he can read. Well, that's a good point. Do we ever see him read? I think, yeah, 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 I think we have seen him read. I think he read Jake's list when Jake made the, like a weird backwards list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, so uh, Finn has the most amazing hair. It's the first time he takes off his hat in the whole series. Yes. And his hair is incredible and like... It's like anime hair. It's like, like so he was, long. Yeah, he just became he's, like uh, he's obviously Super Saiyan 2. never had a haircut before. Oh, his hair would be longer than that if he never had a haircut. Are you sure? Ten years of of all of hair growth. What do I know about hair growth? Well, you had hair up until you're after ten. <laughs> <laughs> sure, true. Um, but hair, long hair takes forever to grow. Well, so my hair right now is down to like uh, almost almost my uh, jawbone. Alex is a cute bob. <laughs> but that's that. I had short hair last year, and it's grown this much in one year. Uh huh. So that'd be one, two, three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that could be 10 years if he's only 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be. Yeah, it's yeah, you're like right. longer than he is tall. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so long. Um, and it's shiny gold. So anyhow, he chops it all off and gives it to the tree witch, which apparently does not. And they, they, they say it makes the tree witch beautiful. But then immediately she's like, now to use my hair for evil yeah. because I'm evil. Yeah, I, it's fair point. What's interesting about this is they go against the trope because the whole time in my head is like, oh, she's trying to get hair from a princess to steal her powers or some kind of other witchy thing because hair and witches go, you know, hand in hand. Oh, yeah. But at the end, it, no, it is just, just vain. Like, yeah. She just doesn't want to be bald, which is like a fun well, I mean, like, she talks reversal about, of like, the trope. She wants to, she feels like she would do a better job at being good if she could love herself and she could only love herself. Oh, she was just saying that to trick them into well, getting Well, I know, yeah. I know. But but she tries. She It's a good, it's a good line. Yeah. All right, I'm going to say one more gross thing. Do you think she used some of his hair to make a merkin? Do you know what Finn's last name is? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, she tries on her own hair and breaks her spine. <laughs> Heroic. Uh, all right, so, uh, so there is that great scene where Finn does give her the lock of Princess Bubblegum's hair, and the tree witch 
It's like this isn't hair; it's bubble gum, because of course yeah. every. It, I, in fact, I feel like any princess he would have gone to, their hair is just made out of what they are. Like I bet you, muscle princess's hair is made out of muscles. Ew, that's gross. I know it's super gross. I bet you, hot dog princess's hair is made out of hot dog. I don't know why, but the muscle princess makes it bad because, like, yeah, ugh, that's yeah, gross. I Imagine know. like balls of muscle on your head. Ugh, <laughs> gross. But it makes sense. Look at her hairdo. No, I mean you're right. It's just a, it's a disgusting picture. Like you ever seen those pictures of um, that artist that made like realistic skeletons for cartoon characters? Yeah, so they had, like Tweety yeah. Bird and stuff, and there's yeah. just these it's horrific horrifying. visions from like the <laughs> like the worst level of hell. That's 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 kind of where I'm at with this. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for that episode. Yeah, I, I do have only one. Uh, okay, so so the lock of Princess Bubblegum's hair does show up again. Finn holds on to it. And we will see it again in future episodes. He like pulls it out and. Oh, I think that might be a different lock of hair. No, it's the same lock. Because she, the witch chews it in this Only one. a little bit and she gives the rest of it back to Finn. Because I, okay, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm open to being wrong. I thought that lock came from the episode. <laughs> I'm open she, to being wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, well, most people aren't. Um, right, but that's totally, it is the same lock oh, of so hair. I thought it was, I thought she gave him one when she became young. I thought that was the lock of hair. Uh, no, I don't think so but i guess we'll watch and find yeah, out I don't know. yeah it's been a while anything else for this episode yes uh the tree witch is played by uh thurip van orman who is one of the writers for the episode and wrote i think like 15 or 16 episodes of adventure time oh cool yeah congratulations thurip so that's that's all i got cool. that's all i got um hey alex uh, hi Eric. So um we since you spilled your bag of shiny rocks mm-hmm. do you have any uh new shiny rocks to put in the bag i do I have, I have two shiny rocks to add to the two bag shiny rocks okay. one i may have said on the show before so uh well i've got the list i can double check it okay now. uh have i ever told you about uh i've got the morbs the morbs yeah and this is not a uh a morbius dr morbius line no but it is morbid time why don't you tell us all about well, it? well in the victorian era uh gotten the morbs is a phrase for saying uh you're uh melancholic oh you're sad i got the morbs I think I would have guessed that. Well, you should have. Well, I wasn't going to. I was going to get let you have the satisfaction. Of, it's satisfaction. It's just a of word. Morbid. I found, it's more word found on the internet. Okay, okay. Word right. number two. Shiny rock number two. Turgiversation. 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 It could be turgiversation, but it's the turgiversation. The, 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 <gasps> wait, hold on. I have a guess. Okay, it is the um, conversation that you have while cooking Thanksgiving dinner. That's not bad. Uh, or it could be while you're feeling turgid. Uh, but what it is is uh, in an ev- it's an uh, evasion of straightforward action or clear cut statement equivocation. Uh, desertion of a cause, position, party, or faith is the alternate definition. But basically, uh, turgiversation uh, is a kind of politician speak. Is, uh, is evading the kind of thing. Uh, turgiversation. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So the the, the pronunciation key is T E R dash J I V dash E R dash capital S A Y dash shun. But the spelling is T E R G I V E R S A T I O N. Turgiversation. Yeah. Turgiversation. T-E-R? Yeah. So it's not turgid. No, no, that was just a dumb joke. No, but I mean, it's it's spelled T-E-R-G. That's fine. Yeah. You know how English has a hard time with letters? I don't know how to read. <laughs> Turgiversation. Yeah, that's all I know. Well, you want me to uh, call our listeners to action now? Is it time? Is it time for some CTA? It's called Action Time. Congratulations, Action Twitter. All right, all right. This uh, this week, our call to action is: um, we want you to tweet your theory about where BMO is. So you can find us on Twitter at Wizbiz Podcast. Uh, just tweet at us, tag us in, on Twitter, and just be like, "I think BMO is blah 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 blah." If you uh, happen to be uh, the person who stole BMO, um, we will give you uh, what do we, uh, the, the two weeks between the release of this episode and the release of the next episode to uh, tweet about BMO's location, and we will not hold it against you. We will be we will celebrate BMO's return. 
So this is your opportunity for total BMO amnesty. All right, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing to do that. Okay, so so that's that's our uh, that's our offer. That's okay. our call to action. Either give us a theory or show us a picture of BMO with um, today's newspaper. Yeah, that's gonna be harder to find than BMO. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Where the fuck do you even buy a newspaper? <laughs> uh, show us a picture of BMO with. Um, Hold it up to your screen where the date's in the bottom right corner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or how about this? Uh, you could show a picture of BMO with a uh, a seasonal beer that has just been released. Yeah. yeah. Or you could hold BMO up to the screen where it's like uh, where whatever the school shooting of that day happened. Oh, God. Uh, no, and you put that there. Dark. That's too dark. No, because. No, no. How about this? I mean, although they probably could just guess because I've been given a long enough time scale. You, you hold up BMO next to the screen um, where you're looking at our web. Website and we can see the title of this episode because neither of us know what the title of this episode is going to be yet. Yeah. So that's that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. So all right, there so we do, go. Do all that stuff. Yeah. Do one of those things, but definitely mm. tweet at us about BMO's location. Just even the most ridiculous guesses. Yeah. Okay. That's right. it. That's it. Oh yeah. Uh, you can find us at wizbizpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and. TikTok and even Twitch. Yeah, TikTok, eh. <laughs> Twitch, eh. <laughs> you know, but we're out there, and we're WizBiz Podcast everywhere. And we hope that you tune in next time for some more Adventure Time. Yes, and friend grabbing. Goodbye, Gunter. Goodbye, Gunter. Alfita, seeing minor champions. Mwah. Mwah.